from Nomad Mastery, where we teach people how to make money while traveling the world. So in this episode, we have Olivia from Bali, we have Scott, who's over in Croatia, and myself, I'm in French Guyana. And uh, we're actually in three continents, uh, three countries, three cities, three time zones, but somehow we've managed to all uh, connect to do this interview with Olivia. Uh, so quick uh, background info about Olivia. She's a digital marketer and uh, connector, networker from Vancouver, BC, Canada, where Scott and myself are from as well. Last year, similar to Scott and myself, she sold all of her stuff and she moved to Bali. And uh, she's been passionate about finding better ways to live and enjoy life and working towards a greater cause, a vision to impact others. Uh, she's been traveling and exploring Southeast Asia, so uh, Bali and beyond, for the last eight months. And uh, on this interview, we'll be interviewing, uh, we'll be connecting with Olivia about uh, the reasons why she left Vancouver uh, to become a digital nomad, what she does as a digital nomad, uh, about her lifestyle in Bali, um, about places she's been in Southeast Asia, and even some of her struggles, uh, emotional struggles of uh, being a digital nomad, um, and also about the uh, cultural differences between Indonesia and Canada, and uh, whatever else comes up. So uh, uh, looking forward to connecting uh, Olivia, and take it away, Scott. All right, thank you, Ricky. I'm excited to be here. I happen to be in Croatia. As you can see, the sun is shining or trying to get through the clouds. And uh, Ricky, we can see a little bit of sun coming in through the window there. And when Olivia comes on, we may or may not see some sun. We'll see if she's in the uh, part of the world that is uh, daylight or if she's in the part of the world that's evening, either very uh, late at night or early in the morning. But uh, Olivia, I wanted to ask you, uh, if you could describe a little bit of the process that you went through when you decided to, uh, you know, you'd, you'd lived a lot of your life in Victoria and Vancouver, and all of a sudden it's like you're halfway around the world, you're in a different hemisphere even, you know, the southern yeah. hemisphere, not the northern. And uh, how did you come to decide to do this? For sure. Well, it actually came a lot to my surprise as well. I had never really thought too much about Bali or had many people go there that I knew. Um, but kind of one of the most profound things I've actually ever done was I started to get into meditation about this time last year and uh, you know just like five ten minutes a day and one day it was like you should go to Bali and literally it amazes me now when I look back and think about it because I'm like what was I thinking I really wasn't I was just like that sounds like an amazing idea and basically I worked backwards I gave myself about six months um, I picked the day I was sitting with my business partner. He bought me a ticket. He's like, yeah, I get it. You want to go? And um, the rest is history. I just basically tried to sublet my place so I could go for six months. That was my original plan. But um, obviously with the Vancouver market, it's kind of hard to do that. Landlord was giving me a bit of a tough time. So I just was like, okay, feels like I should sell my stuff. So I did it. And here I am. <laughs> and of course, it's never that easy because there's all these emotions. There's the... The, the fears, oh, yeah. the self-doubts, the insecurities. So maybe walk us through that journey uh, from when you made the decision to when you boarded the plane and now you're in beautiful Bali. So if you could walk through the, some of those emotional up and, ups and downs. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, again, like when I started to get into uh, meditation, it was really like something that kind of called to me. And like I said, sitting here now, it didn't really make logical sense. I hadn't researched it or, or done much about it, but when I was selling my stuff too, it almost kind of worked out. And something I've been saying to a lot of people is, I feel like in life we all have these inclinations or the ideas to go to the trip or you know call that person or we have these vibes that we don't necessarily always answer that calling. 
Um, but I feel like when you're really decided about something committed um, and it feels right, it sort of aligns. So I was actually surprised at how well it worked out. Like for instance, when I was trying to sell my stuff in my, my apartment, right, just to make some money before I went, the guy who bought my stuff just bought my entire apartment. And he was like the chillest, coolest dude. He lived down the street from me. It just, it just seemed to line up when, you know, my intention, my heart was in it. And I just basically committed, right? Because I think a lot of the times too, we're like, oh, well, what does that mean? You know, people are like, it's hard to get a place in Vancouver, Olivia. Are you sure you should sell all your stuff? And I was like, I don't know, but here we go. You only live once, right? <laughs> So I would just say it was more, um, it was more kind of fun and I felt really empowered and exhilarated in the process because I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. And basically I had a deadline, so it just had to happen. Not cool. to sound overly positive, but it was quite fun like that. <laughs> That's excellent. And I know what you mean. Like when you're in the flow, when you're on the path, you're supposed to be, uh, the opportunities come and, and the doors open and the, the planes are on time and all those yeah, I mean, I, I should say that there was a couple moments when I, I definitely like had like a bit of like, what the hell am I doing? Um, my parents at the same time, we, they moved out of the house we grew up in and my entire family went to Calgary to start a business. So it was kind of like this feeling where I was going halfway across the world. They were going to start this whole new entrepreneurial adventure. And um, I do remember having a bit of a moment leaving Victoria. We loaded the truck and they drove away. I think I cried. I, no, I definitely did. <laughs> but um, just like life, right? Moving on to new things. That's right. So it sounds like for your whole family, there was this ending and new beginnings. Yeah, it, it, it was, again, just kind of flew, like flowed together. They're in Airdrie, Alberta. They opened up a, a gym facility. Um, my background actually was in fitness, and my sister and I and my family have worked together for years. So it was kind of like, you know, when the kid leaves for college sort of feeling when I left. Um, yeah, so it, it's exciting. I think I'm really excited to see what they're doing in Canada. I think they're, you know, living through me, doing this. And so I think, you know, you really can do and have it all in life if you – if you want to. Cool. So tell us a little bit about uh, your business now, because obviously you're, you're still working, you're still growing your business. And how is that different now that you're in Bali versus when you were back home in, in British Columbia? For sure. Um, well, it, it's definitely fun, right? Being on your laptop, you can go surfing, you can go, every day's new, you're learning to drive the motorbike. There's, there's all these obviously perks. Um, this day that I got to Changu, Bali, I didn't know much about the place, but I ended up renting a place from somebody from Vancouver. So it was a nice soft landing getting in there. Um, but I went to a co-working spot called Dojo. And I, I swear to God, it felt like a dream. I show up there and there's people like from all over the world. So it's like digital marketing mecca. Um, you know, we got, we've got like um, coders, you know, you're meeting social media marketers. So it was so fun on a social level. They had a pool in the inside. People were coming out, like surfing. They had coffee. Like it was so fun, right? It's just like a dream. Um, and I remember the first day I was talking to people from all over the world who are kind of doing something similar. So I work with companies from Vancouver and do social media marketing, uh, digital marketing. And so it was just Doing that over there was cool because they have these co-working spots that support the, the lifestyle. So it's not like it's so, so hard. 
However, I would definitely say disclaimer, it can be very distracting because people are going to go surfing and you're like, should I have another coffee? I kind of want to go outside. So it does have its, uh, it does have its challenges, but, um, I was really, really happy and I still am with it because I feel like life is all about growing and new experiences. So even if I was doing something that was really hard online, I felt like, oh, I can take a break and go to the beach and, you know, try something new, talk to somebody new and come back. And I felt like when I was focusing, I actually tried, like it was much better, it was much more productive based on the fact that I was happier and, um, again, just exploring new things. Yeah, I find that too. I was in a co-working space in... Uh uh, Macedonia and I really felt that my that when I was actually working I was working at a higher level than I would normally be and yeah. so one of the questions I want to ask uh, all of our guests at some point or another because for me it's the number one issue before where I'm sleeping and what I'm eating is how fast is the internet like have you found it's uh, it's really good there or like the reason I went to Macedonia was I found a place that had yeah. 100 meg upload and 100 meg download and I was just ecstatic because I was on dial up for three months so so how are things in for Bali sure. that way for sure um it definitely depends I think that's obviously the perk about going to uh, a co-working spot. However, right now I'm in northern Bali and Ubud and I'm just at um, a homestay that I'm staying at and it seems to be working quite good. Uh, I do find it drops off. It's not as reliable, but um, the co-working space is for sure. Uh, we had like this running joke with some of my friends where we go to different villas and just get do speed tests and send them to each other. Like how good is your Wi-Fi? Totally tech nerding, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good actually. Last month I was in Vietnam and I was so surprised. I was in this place called Sapa, which is about, um, it's on the, the coast and it's uh, like a mountainside terrain, just totally uh, rural type. And the Wi-Fi was amazing. I remember I was in a hut like with my friend staying in this room and I couldn't believe how good the connection was. Awesome. So, awesome. Vietnam, people. <laughs> well, I, Vietnam is one of the places that I'm thinking of going to in the next uh, six months, and, and that was going to be one of my concerns. And Bali actually is also on the list. I'm not sure if it's actually going to work out or not. These, that's too far in advance, but uh, that's awesome news. Yes. Vietnam, too. Like, my mom was born in, in Hanoi, which is the north, so I, I wanted to check it out. Uh, to do a visa run because after a certain point here you have to leave the country every 30 or 60 days um, if you don't get a working visa so I just went over there because I was like well it seems like more fun than just going somewhere and coming back I might as well go check out a new country right and I go to Hanoi and it's in the city and then I just ended up exploring but it's it was so cool it blew my mind it was like better than I could have imagined Lots Internet is definitely the struggle when you're traveling, when you're a digital nomad. Uh, you said, uh, you know, how good is the Wi-Fi? It's never good enough. Or how fast is, in is the Internet? It's never fast enough. <laughs> no matter where you are in the yeah. world, uh, you see, I, I always seem to have problems, even though I might be in a Western country or really developed. Uh, yeah. uh, even with Skype calls, I do uh, coaching and stuff like that. It, it will cut out. So sometimes you've got to turn off the video and uh, focus just on the audio and uh, move places. So sometimes I'm, like, for example, now, I'm actually at a hotel room in uh, Kuru in French Guiana, and I had to move the computer around to find the perfect spot in terms of the lighting, in terms of the oh, sound okay. quality, in terms of the internet speed. So uh, just a tip there, if, you, uh, if you're not getting the right connection, move it uh, close to the router, or uh, some of the hotels will have like uh, business centers if you're staying in hotels, 
or uh, I've yeah. even uh, been given a conference room to do a Skype call just because it wasn't working in the reception. It wasn't For working sure. in my room. And I, I kept asking the, um, uh, the lobby, um, uh, the receptionist, I said, I really need uh, good internet for my interview. And they said, you know what? Yeah. We have a conference room. As long as you don't mess it up, go ahead. So it was this huge conference room with, for about uh, 40, 50 people. And here I am all by myself and uh, on, the, on this podcast interview uh, without having to pay a dime. So all you need to do is ask sometimes. <laughs> so uh, the question totally. I have for you, Olivia, is Bali. Uh, obviously, you're from uh, um, Canada, like uh, Scott and myself. And now you're in Southeast Asia, which is a, a whole different ballgame in terms of culture, in terms of food, in terms of language. So what have you found to have been some of the culture differences and some of the challenges, uh, Olivia? For sure. Um, well, Bali, obviously, major culture shock when I first got here. Um, one thing I find just about the general vibe here is the pace. It's kind of a laid back pace. And my favorite thing about Bali, for sure, is the, the people um, and the culture. I, you know, you, if you're having a bad day and you're in Bali, you just need to smile at the first person you see. And it's like this, this beautiful thing. They're just so friendly. Um, and yeah, like I find too with the culture and the ceremonies, um, it's 95% Hindu. So they do a lot of like the ceremonies and the praying. It's beautiful. Actually, you'll see them giving offerings throughout the day. Um, and so there's lots going on always too. And, you know, the other day I was driving and I was on my motorbike and I got stopped behind a ceremony and it was just like 15 minutes, but amazing to see. So, um, probably one of my favorite parts is the culture difference too, because again, you're learning so much and it's really made me think more about the world as a whole. And I remember, you know, even in Canada, when people would be like, you need to go see the world to understand. And now I get that. Um, but some of the struggles, uh, I would say for sure, like, especially with the tech stuff, um, I've had some issues with my computers. Like, I don't know what it is with me and my friends, but just Apple stuff not getting fixed. I remember like the second day I was here, my battery died and I had to go get it replaced. And it's just a different kind of um, connection where, you know, at home, if you went to a Mac store and you had something happen, it's like right away, right? You get, you get hooked up. I go into this place and I could just see the guy was so busy. There was people dropping off their phones and their computers. Um, and so it took me a while to get that uh, up and working again. So that was definitely one. And then one thing recently that happened to me um, that was a struggle is I tried to take money out of an ATM and it, it just didn't work. So I went to the one beside it and I didn't think anything of it. And then I looked a couple days later and my whole bank account was drained. So there's some fraudulent stuff that does happen with the ATMs here. And I've heard that before I came. So I got a separate ATM card. My girlfriend who was already living here was like, you need to get another um, card just in case they skim them. So it, you know, doesn't happen to everybody, but it happened to me. But like everything, you kind of get through it, right? And I just had to do some banking stuff. So it was a bit of a freak out at first, but totally fine after. That's my biggest fear is going for, I've been going from country to country to country and I'm just thinking, please work, please work, you know, because if I can't pull the money out of my ATM, uh, then, you know, I've got a hundred euros hidden away in my wallet somewhere and I'm going to be out on the streets and for sure. <laughs> so and far it's always worked. So yeah. And at home you won't, you don't think about that, right? Cause if something happens, you just walk in with your card, but over here, 
because mm. I couldn't log on to online banking as well. So I couldn't even like receive money or, or use it. So thank, thankfully I had a friend here who basically, cause he had a Canadian account, right? It was like borrow money until I can get my account going or getting that account back up. So it happens, but you know, it's one of those things too. It's like, I was like, Oh, it's not going to happen to me. Like she was telling me, I was like, I'll just get the card. And then when it happened, I remember looked at my bank account and I really had to stare at it. I was like, no. And I called him like, what do you, what do you mean? Who, who did this? How did they do this? Cause I just used it from an ATM. So, you know, but, uh, uh it's funny you mentioned that because I just had a problem the last couple of days too. Uh, I, think I flew in from Brazil to French Guyana and normally what I do is that when I fly into country, I go to the airport and I go to the ATM and withdraw money to spend in the country. So guess what happened? I was, I was in the capital. It's called Cyan. Uh, there's only yeah. two ATM machines. Went to the first one and I tried to put my card in. It says something in French, uh, French guy, <laughs> French speaking. It said something like, um, something like it's um, not working. Uh, so I was like, okay, uh, go to the next machine. And the same script is there, something about it not yeah. being functional. So all of a sudden, there's two ATMs only and none of them work. So I'm stuck here without any French guy. In, oh, it's actually euros uh, in, in French guy and it's euro. Uh, <clears throat> so there, I didn't have any euro. I only carry like US dollars as a backup if I need that. So, uh, and they have no Uber, so I couldn't even get an Uber to the hotel we're staying in. So what we ended up doing is uh, yeah. we jumped in a taxi and just said, um, on the way to a hotel, can you stop in a bank or ATM machine? So if that happens to you, if you're on an airport with only two ATMs that don't work, jump in that taxi and then take the, ask them to take them where you need to and then just stop an ATM. So that was my quick, quick solution. And I, I think um, uh, definitely carry around um, extra uh, wads of bills in cash because almost everywhere in the world, if you get an uh, emergency, uh, you yeah. can usually use U.S. dollars or find someone who will take your U.S. money. For sure. Yeah, U.S. for sure. And I think it just helps you become a better problem solver. Like, that's what I found, too, right? You just have to surrender to what's going on and then essentially deal with it, right? And it has made me obviously really appreciate certain things about home and then just really build some character skills while going through some of the things that are challenging over here. Right. So speaking of homes, Olivia, um, how do you deal with the fact that uh, your family, your, you know, your close friends are all 10,000, 20,000 miles away now? Like, could you, we just want to talk a little bit to the, the up, emotional ups and downs and, uh, and the, how you sure. deal with loneliness. Yeah, it's, it, you know, the irony is I had this vibe when I, before I left, I was like, I'm going to go halfway across the world. I'm going to be meditating. I'm going to be all alone. And I've actually never had a busier social life. It's the craziest ironic thing because you meet people at these uh, co-working spots or at these places you go to who also don't know anybody. So the connections that you make are really, really close. And um, I found I've just connected with people from home as well who are doing sort of an Asia trip or who are digital nomads. Like I recently in Vietnam, much to my surprise, connected with a girl who I played soccer with when I was growing up. She's like a childhood friend and she just was on her honeymoon. So I crashed their honeymoon, which was so fun for a day because her mom saw that I was in Vietnam. And so it's, it's really beautiful like that. And I think it really shows that the world isn't that, that, um, that really that big. So I haven't struggled with that too much. Um, and like I said, you do meet a lot of travelers and there's so many hangouts to go. As well on Facebook, there's lots of forums. Like, for instance, in Ubud, there's the Ubud community group, right? And then they all have all these events going on. So just like anything, right? If you put yourself out there, you're going to connect with people. Yeah. I actually had a funny story because I, 
I met some people in Medellin, Colombia, and one of them posted that they were in Morocco, and they missed me in Morocco by about a week, and then they posted that they were going to Berlin, and it just so happened that I was uh, overnighting in Berlin the same time he was staying there, and so we went out and had a beer, and it was really cool to think, wow, I met this guy six months ago in Medellin, Colombia, and now here I am in Berlin having a beer with him, uh, you know, on the River Rhine sort of thing. It was amazing. It's, it's so cool. I think that's the thing is that you're having a new memory with somebody in a way that you never would at home too, right? So you're doing it together. You'll never forget it. Like you'll never be 85 thinking, I regret doing that trip or, <laughs> you know, having that experience. So I've just been pleasantly surprised just going with the flow and letting things kind of happen that it's been better in a lot of ways than I thought it could be. And you guys have mentioned like the digital nomad hotspots. I mean, Medellin, Colombia seems to be one of them. Definitely Ubud in Bali seems to be one of them. Chiang Mai up in Thailand seems to be a place where a lot of digital nomads congregate. So if you're struggling with that loneliness factor and not sure if you'll find other people who speak English, uh, definitely connect to those places. Like we're actually heading to Colombia because we've been frustrated by uh, speaking Portuguese and Spanish for the last uh, couple of months. So we're looking forward to connecting with some digital nomads. And that one of the reasons I love doing these interviews is I can finally speak English uh, and uh, not, not having to translate everything. <laughs> so that's definitely a relief. Uh, um, Olivia, there are a lot of people who might want to be digital nomads, such as uh, yourself. Maybe they want to go to Bali, but they have all these fears, self-doubts. They're not sure how you, do, how the, how you did it. So. What tips or advice would you give to uh, digital nomad wannabes who want to live the life that you're living? My favorite question. I'm so glad you asked because I had a lot of fears and reservations. Um, the truth is, since I was 15, I wanted to do this sort of trip. And I think a lot of people do or plan to you know, travel the world, but think they have to do it when they're retired or when they're older. Um, and basically, one thing that I've been learning about life is like, one person that I really love, uh, an inspirational coach, you'll, you might have heard of online, named Kyle Cease. And he always says, and I totally believe this, is a lot of times people will want to do something like this. They'll want to take a big leap, but they'll say, like, I'd love to go to Bali, Olivia, but I don't have the money. And his thing is, and this is what I've shown and proved myself as well, is that is the absolute reason why you need to go to Bali, because the person who goes to Bali will figure it out, right? Yes. And it's hard because we're definitely conditioned, I feel, as a culture and the way that we're brought up in society to be like, well, I need to see how it's all going to look, like where I'm going to live, what job I'm going to have in order to go. And what I've been finding is life does not work like that. It works the other way. You need to take that action and it'll show up. Um, so in terms of like being a digital nomad, I didn't plan this five years ago to say, hey, I'm going to start working online and then go to Bali one day. And that's why. And even when I showed up in Bali, I was majorly surprised at the fact that people were doing this and this is a culture and I definitely feel like this is the future now but I was just thinking hey I'm just gonna go relocate in Bali with my laptop not not go find this whole big community um, so my advice would be to take that leap um, and you know if you are doing some freelancing or some work is really have some have some faith in yourself as well I mean obviously have some logical things and, and you know really plan it out but at the same point I feel like the growth that I've had in the eight months is like more than I could have done in years um, in terms of like learning things about myself and life and building the business, you just become more resilient. So I guess to sum that up, leap, <laughs> trust <laughs> yourself, you know, know the first step, but be, be courageous enough to actually do that. Yeah. Um, and the world will kind of provide. 
Yeah, leap with faith, definitely. And uh, you know, you're talking about fears. I think this is a recurring theme that everyone has fears. I had so many fears about traveling the world with our kids and education yeah. and health and safety. Uh, I know Scott had fears and uh, all of our guests on an episode, that's a recurring theme. You will have fear. You will have self-doubt. You will have insecurity. You'll have the little voice in your head saying no. You'll have the surrounding community saying, what the heck are you doing? Uh, but yeah. the thing is, uh, is to actually uh, break through that, right? And uh, uh, the people who are in these episodes are the ones that are broken through. And if we can do it, then you as a listener, if you're having those fears, just uh, uh, just know that you're not alone. And a part of why we're recording these episodes is just to uh, help Thank others you. in their in their digital nomad journey, no matter if they're back in their home country and they want to do it someday, someday, someday. But at some point, yeah. leap with faith and uh, take that take that big dive in, and then you'll be in you'll be one of our guests, I think. Yeah, you will be supported. Like, I, I can't believe how things have actually just worked out. And there isn't, there, there has definitely been the challenges or even things with um, being a digital nomad, you know, the time difference, for instance. Um, one, of, one of the projects I was working on, I was selling things, like even on the phone. And so there's a huge time zone from Canada. So there's lots of limitations too. But obviously, like you said, right, you do need to take that first leap. And for me, at least, it's like flexing a muscle I've never used in the sense of like, oh, so you mean I'm not going to know how it works out, but I have to do this anyway. And um, there's a point where your your faith is a bit bigger than your fear. And yeah, I feel like it will work out and, and you won't regret it, obviously. Wonderful. Olivia, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciated having you on. And I think, you know, we keep talking about how amazing the technology is. I mean, for me to be in Croatia and Ricky up in French Guiana and you, uh, you know, we're basically all on three different, uh, you, you know, as far away from each other as we can get and still be on the planet. Uh, but before we go, if somebody wants to know a little bit more about what you do, the social marketing uh, things that you're up to, uh, how would they get a hold of you? And, and give us a little commercial here. For sure. Um, you can go to oliviakeen.ca. So that's O-L-I-V-I-A. K-E-A-N-E-E-C-A. And what I'm working on actually is um, helping people find a better way to do this, obviously, in terms of if you've been thinking about traveling. Um, one of the biggest things that I started doing recently is working with a coach. And that kind of changed oh. my entire life. That happened in January. And, um, you know, I've, I've been wanting to do it my whole life. And it's the same thing. I was like, I'm doing it this year. And it's really helped bring me some clarity into where I want to go after this and how I want my life to look. Um, so that's kind of what it's going to be about is just helping people find that better way um, and then working on a bigger cause or vision. So if that resonates with you, join me there, oliviakeen.ca. I'm glad you mentioned the coaching too. That's something that I've recently taken up both in terms of being coached by someone who knows what they're doing and also coaching yeah. others. And that's actually a great way of becoming a digital nomad is by coaching because all you need is a Wi-Fi yep. uh, signal that works, and then you can uh, coach people uh, through Skype, uh, through Google Hangouts, through Zoom. Uh, so that, uh, and I definitely highly recommend if you're in business, having a life coach, a business coach, that will definitely help. Like, uh, if you think of traveling, maybe getting a coach or a mentor who's traveled before. <laughs> uh, there's, there's no better uh, way to learn how to do something than to learn from someone who's done it before. I, I, yeah, I couldn't say more. I think it's like the greatest thing that I've ever done. And I always knew, but I, again, didn't take that leap. And when I met my coach, she was living in Whistler, raising his kids, like doing much like what you're doing. 
um, and just helping them in their early programming years. So they were like learning to snowboard and do all these cool things. And I was like, yeah, that's how I want to raise kids. And you're living a lifestyle that I want to live. And um, yeah, it's totally fast tracked me. I highly recommend it. I saw that you're doing coaching as well, right? For people who want to travel. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really ha happy to help other people, especially families. That's my target group. Because uh, a lot of families, they just travel two weeks a year to Disneyland or they do the, the, the road yeah. trips, but they don't do anything radical like going to French Guyana or Brazil with their kids, uh, three kids under five. I think I might be one of the only people in the world doing that. So if you find others, let me know on the podcast because I'm looking to connect with other families who want to travel more. So uh, Yeah, no, so, that's so great. It's cool to see people actually doing it, especially with the kids, right? It's very inspiring. Yeah. And you can travel at all stages. I mean, you see Olivia, she's a single, adventurous female traveling. Scott is empty nester traveling. Uh, myself, uh, I'm a, a, a husband and a father traveling with our kids. Uh, on uh, uh, one of our next episodes, we're going to have just a, a couple who are actually from Bali as well, Troy and Alicia. So uh, stay tuned for their episode as well. Um, so. Uh, on, the, on these episodes, we'll be interviewing people at all stages of their life, life, uh, life stages, from single to divorced to married uh, to family, uh, you know, uh, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, empty nesters. So we really want to cover the gamut of digital nomadism and really help you to make your travel dreams come true. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, any last words from Scott? No, I just uh, just want to say this is really exciting. This is the most fun uh, talking to people around the world, and uh, hopefully you found it inspiring. I certainly have. Uh, if you have any questions, be sure to let us know. You can find us usually on uh, on Facebook or Twitter. Just uh, do a search uh, or leave a comment wherever you're watching this, and uh, and we'll uh, be happy to chat with you some more. So thanks for joining us, everybody. This is Digital Nomads Academy. And I'm Scott, he's Ricky, and we're traveling the world, and we hope to see you somewhere soon. See you in the next episode.